Hello, everybody, and welcome to Guys Gabin Gridiron once again. I am Josh McSwain here with my co host AJ Torres. Today, we've got week one picks on this, the first day of the NFL season. So let's get right into it. This is just going to be a bit where we cover all the week one games. We'll get into season predictions with the video coming out the day after the season opener. But let's jump into this much anticipated season opener between the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. So this is a very interesting matchup because the Rams are the reigning champions. The Bills are... I'd say the favorite, according to most people, to win it all this year. You have Von Miller, who was a key piece in driving the Rams to that Super Bowl win, now is a Buffalo Bill. So this is one of the most interesting season openers that I can remember. Who do you got? Between Rams and the Bucks? No, Bills. I'm sorry, Bills. Um. I'm sorry, I, I drew a blank there for a second. Uh, you know, I got high hopes for the Bills going uh, into a lyric topic, but uh, I think the Rams outside outside Andrew that was uh, on the offensive line, they added a wide receiver. So the fact. Uh, the fact of the matter is, I think that they added a weapon and they had one guy that was old retire and they had to replace him. Uh, I still have high expectations of the Rams and think they're a better team. It's Rams on me for this one. Well, I'm disagreeing with you. I'm going with the Bills. I think the Bills have a bad taste in their mouth after their exit in the divisional round last year. They're going to be out to show everyone why they're the consensus favorite. And you mentioned Allen Robinson being brought into L.A. Odell Beckham left, so Robinson does fill a void, and I think he'll have a good year in L.A. But, yeah, I just think that overall the Bills are a slightly better team. You also don't know how much of an issue Matthew Stafford's elbow really is. So, I mean, thank goodness this isn't base- thank goodness this isn't baseball because otherwise we'd have a huge problem on our hands. Oh but yeah! In every single fantasy football team I had or guys I knew that I was associated, I'm like, listen, man, you want to say arthritis, you want to say tendonitis, whatever the case you may be. I've I don't remember the last time we've talked about a quarterback with an elbow issue. Outside of, you know, a contact injury. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. So the fact that Matt Stafford, I mean, could it be when he was playing baseball as a kid with Clayton Kershaw? I have no idea. But it is bad news to me. But that said, eh, I still feel like this Rams team is still a top five in the league. The Bills just underneath that. Now, you're, you're going to find what I say about the Bills later on in the show uh, probably fascinating, but we should probably move on. we got a lot to go over. Yes. So, continuing with week one, we got old deep south rivalry 
New Orleans at Atlanta. That's a Saints game until proven otherwise. I totally agree with you on that. Listen, you could have a experienced uh, veteran quarterback. You could have a rookie quarterback. I, I don't care if Drake London is healthy or not. What happened with this Falcons team from this year, from last year? As far as I'm concerned, you have a quarterback you're unsure of, no offensive line, and two guys on a defense that, well, sorry, two good guys on defense don't make up for the other nine. This is a mediocre team, and it wouldn't be surprising to me if you find the Falcons drafted in the top five next year. Oh, I definitely think they're picking in the top five this coming draft. They might be picking number one, but we'll get into that later. Now, another interesting matchup. We got the San Francisco 49ers in the Windy City taking on the Chicago Bears. I think the I think the X factor really is is how much do you go uh Trey Lance now? If you want to go by the spread, this is six and a half points. Now, of course, they're going to have a three-point spread towards the home team. So if the 49ers are playing at home, this is nine and a half, and that's huge. That's huge mm-hmm. for week one. But what's the difference? Trey Lance is starting instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct? Right. I, I believe that's the case. It is. But that, but that said, I understand Khalil Mack is not there. Um, if it's for the points, I want to say it's a little too much for me because you both have quarterbacks that are inexperienced. But uh, cut and dry money line, I am going 49ers here. You know, this is my upset of the week. I'm taking the Bears. I think Justin Fields is further along than Trey Lance is. Marcus Spears the other day on ESPN said that 49ers don't trust Trey Lance. They're just trying to hide it. And, yeah, I think Matt Eberflus, new Bears coach, even though Mac's not there anymore, they're going to find ways to get a couple of takeaways, which will become points on the other end. So, yeah, I'm taking the upset here. Give me the Bears. I, I understand with Justin Fields. I'm just going with the whole unit. Uh, gotcha. it, will, it will be good to watch, though. At least I think. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Oof. I mean, call it Super Bowl hangover or not. Again, this is not one game where I'd take the points, but this is a Bengals team for me. Uh, as far as the Steelers, uh, new quarterback. Offensive line still isn't where I like. Defense is good, no doubt, but the Bengals have improved. This team had many flaws last year, Mm -hmm. and if they had this roster last year, they would have won the Super Bowl. No doubt about it. So I'm going Bengals here. I'm in agreement with you on this. That said, Mitch Trubisky will be the starter for Pittsburgh, and I actually think he is an upgrade over the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger, who was – leading the team last year. But you are correct. The line still stinks. 
you've got Najee Harris, who's going to have to carry so much of the load. And I think Chase Claypool is going to be a potential breakout candidate just because Juju is gone and you have an upgrade at quarterback. So if you drafted Claypool in your fantasy league, I think you're in for a good year this year, but not today. I'm taking Burrow and the Bengals as well. I mean, I just don't know about that because me personally, when Juju was out, nobody has really stepped out or have shown any signs. I I think the wide receiver, I think that core is going to be pretty much up for grabs as far as who's is going to be. And remember, the ad of George Pickens, I believe. Yep, they did. I, I'm just I'm just making sure I got uh, everybody uh, right processing here. But uh, with George Pickens, I think that could he be the X factor here? As far as the weapons, they're young. The defense, I mean, even though T.J. Watt is technically starting to, I think he's starting to really start to become that veteran that everybody fears all around mm-hmm. the league and you're going to have to start treating him like you're going to have to start treating him like one of those legends pretty soon if you haven't already right i, st- I still like the defense yes really the x factor for this team is you know it's it is the quarterback but i will say it doesn't matter if it's mitch trubisky or kenny pickett no matter how far you are into the season. I think this is going to be really just game managing. And the best way I could describe this is if you remember when Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl with the Ravens, or better Mm -hmm. yet, Jimmy Garoppolo led the 49ers to the Super Bowl and everyone said the same thing. They're like, oh, he only threw 15 passes a game. Okay, well, guess what? he managed to not turn the ball over and not manage to screw up. He didn't compete. He didn't complete every single one of those 15 passes. And the run pack gore has been the group of running backs has just been phenomenal. It's been super. It's been like a group of superheroes. Let's be honest, all the names going in and out and they've been just explosive. They can be, and they go somewhere else and they don't even come close. Yeah, that is true, but let's keep rolling with the these week one games. Mitch Going Trubisky, I, I, I understand, but I'm, all I got to say is Mitch Trubisky, all you got to do is not screw up, and the Steelers might actually make the playoffs. Isn't that weird? I would agree with you on that. I think Trubisky is in for a good year. I think he has some talent, and I think now that he's in a position where he doesn't have to be the savior anymore – he might actually show some more of that potential that led him to be picked number two overall. And yeah, I think the Steelers could find themselves in the playoffs again, but it's going to be tough. We'll get into that more later. But now, moving on again, we got Philadelphia at Detroit. Ooh, tough. Uh, We'll see how uh, Jalen Hurts uh, is going to run around with Aiden Hutchison uh, 
at the defensive line. But uh, to me, this is an Eagles game. I agree with you on that. I think the fighting Dan Campbells just aren't ready. I have really high thoughts on the Eagles this year. We'll get into that later. But we'll now go to South Beach. The Patriots open their year in Miami. Who you got in this one? I This is absolutely... Uh, I'm going to go with the upset with the Patriots. I understand that the defense is still trying to get in order. I understand that there's some people that don't have faith in the offense or those weapons, but at the end of the day, and this is not me hating or me being biased, but Tua has not shown me that he could throw a good ball yet. I understand Tyree Kill. I understand all the targets to Jalen Waddle. But every time he throws that deep ball, I see flutter. I don't like it. So, Patriots right now? All right, I mean, I'm actually with you on this one. You got a head coach, new, first game, fresh out of the coordinator ranks, and Mike McDaniel going against the best defensive coach of all time, a quarterback that is eh, very much hit or miss. I also have the Patriots in this game. Next up, we got the Ravens at the Zach Wilsonless Jets. I think this is an easy one. I'd love for there to be a revenge game, but this is a Ravens. And also, you know what really scares me? Dan Orlovsky went on, uh, it was uh, the Michael K show today, and Elijah Moore described, because uh, he was asked how the differences between the offense of Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson. And he said, there is no difference. Well, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. I found that very shocking. Now I'm not sure if he's trying to protect his guy because I'm sorry. I think me and you could both agree that Flacco is washed. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that the second overall pick from last year's draft is the same as having 37-year-old Joe Flacco on our center. I don't like it. Ironically, he did play for the Cougars, but guess what? He is going to be flattening himself on his face out of the league if I keep seeing all this because every single time we talk about Zach Wilson, by the month, it just looks more of a train wreck. Typical Jets. Yeah, I was never a believer when he was picked second overall, but we're not going to get into that. We're going to keep rolling with these week one games. The first ever game of the Washington commanders. They'll be hosting Jacksonville. This is an interesting matchup for me for a couple of reasons, but let's hear your thoughts. So we have a head coach going against an old rival. Mm -hmm. We have Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to have, some confidence with them. I understand what the commanders are doing, but to me, I don't think the commanders drafted well. I am still unsure about Riverboat Ron, and it pains me saying this. I'm taking the Jags. Yeah, this was a tempting upset pick for me as well, but I'm going to stick with Washington on this one. 
because I I'm a believer in riverboat riverboat Ron personally, and yeah, you covered the Doug Peterson angle. I think it's going to take a little time before this Jaguars team get in gets in sync, and also another interesting angle is Braden Schreff, the offensive guard formerly of Washington, joined Jacksonville this offseason. Seems to be a great player when he's healthy, but just with the Jaguars' history with free agents, I'm just like, eh, I'm not sure it's going to be the impact player they want. And then you also have the other guys that the Jags showered money on, like Christian Kirk. How is he going to be in his first game in a new system, new quarterback, all of that? And then you have no Chase Young in this game. I think that gives the Jaguars a chance. I wouldn't be surprised if they won, but I'm going to stick with the Commanders winning their first game under the new name. Moving on, Cleveland at Carolina. I find this very puzzling. And I have gone back and forth with this. I really have. But I think this is going to be defensive driven. I'm going to go Panthers. Yeah, I also got the Panthers in the Baker Bowl. I have a lot more confidence in Baker than I do in Jacoby Brissett. But yeah, I would also expect a low scoring game. Welcome to the NFL, Ike McQuanu. Here's Miles Garrett, potential Defensive Player of the Year winner. I mean, the Browns still could win this game because they have a very good run game that they can fall back on. But, yeah, the Panthers' D is also very good. I just think late in the game, in that Carolina heat, the Panthers will outlast them. Moving on. My Texans are hosting the Colts. I hate to tell you this, but not a lot of defensive upgrade. No really offensive line upgrade as we thought there would be. Damian Pierce, which had one of the best preseasons for running back in quite some time. I don't think he could get through the Colts. No. Unfortunately, I'm picking uh, Colts to win this one. I understand that the Texans are rebuilding. Yes. I do see the bright sides. In fact, Grenard actually is in my fantasy football team. Nice. I was able I was able to pick him up late. Yes, he's on my team. I think uh, I think he might be my flex for defensive players. But anyway, sweet. Not enough light for me for the Texans to say you win this game. Yeah, I think this will be closer than people think, but I also got the Colts. I like Davis Mills. I think he's going to be a solid starter. It'll be interesting to see Matt Ryan in another uniform. But in the end, we got Jonathan Taylor, and that dude is probably going to win Offensive Player of the Year if he stays healthy. So... With that offensive line Indy has and the defense led by now Shaquille Leonard, I just think it's not going to be the absolute pantsing 
that the Texans got from the Colts twice last year, but I still think the Colts win. Next up, we got a really big game, and I mean literally big between the Giants and the Titans. <laughs> Guys, Gavin Gridiron, come for football, stay for dad jokes. Indeed. I think it's very terrible that the Giants staff, meaning all the way from new GM all the way down to the coaching staff, could only do so much. And just recently, the Giants had to release uh, Blake Martinez and restructure Darius Slayton to basically make minimum so they could be underneath the cap to go forward. I find that very shocking. But everything you hear, it's, hey, Daniel Jones, are you going to be able to, to protect the football? Are you going to stop making those jump ball throws that only the top five quarterbacks in the realm of Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, uh, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen could make? Because he tends to make those throws where it's like, listen, dude, you're not that top five guy, not even top ten guy. Don't nope. Stop making stupid throws. I I don't know how you're going to protect the football, but whatever you do, stop it. This is Titans until proven otherwise because, again, well, what do baseball players and giant players have in common? They're going to be golfing in January, and it should be sooner. Hard to disagree with any of that. Yeah, I'm going with the Titans as well. Don't need much further deliberation. Next up, we got the NFC North showdown between the Packers and the Vikings. Oof. This is in Minnesota, if that means anything to you. Uh, it makes matters to me that it is not a primetime game. That factors the decision. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about. Kirk Cousins not having to play under the bright lights. I totally feel you on that. But it doesn't matter for me. I'm still rolling with the Packers. Oh. <sighs> You know, I might kick myself in the foot with this one. Mm, I flip-flopped this one too much. But you know what? I still got to go Packers because the Vikings still haven't rebuilt the way I thought they would. I understand that Aaron Rodgers hasn't had the desired help as he was supposed to have but the offensive line Ugh. isn't bad and even when the the years or the times that Devonte adams was not available he's still gotten the job done he's still got great running backs he's got a decent tight end and he's got wide receivers that are ready to prove themselves that they could play who's Correct. gonna get the ball i do not know i wouldn't wager on any of them but I think there's got to be at least two or three guys capable of catching the rock from Aaron Rodgers. I don't see an MVP, 
but I see A.A. Ron being dominant as always. Let's go Packers. Go Pack Go. Please don't let me down. Okay, that all sounds good. Now, next up, we got two teams seeing red as your Chiefs take on the Cardinals. I don't want to say what I really want to say. Let's just say, give me my Chiefs. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you on this. If Hopkins were available for the Cardinals, I might have a little more pause in this, but no, I don't see Kyler and Hollywood and A.J. Green keeping up with the Chiefs' attack, even without Hill involved anymore. So both going with Chiefs. Let's move on. AFC West showdown. We got Vegas going to the Los Angeles Chargers in a rematch of that final game of last year's regular season. Who do you got in this one? Well, on paper, I'm going Chargers because there's no way with that team being the same. And also, Leatherwood isn't there. He was salvageable at guard, but they had to put him on waivers. Yep, he gone. He gone. So, with Khalil Mack in, I think the Raiders are going to struggle with that uh, offensive line. The defense has got to eat them up. And, well, every single time we think Derek Carr is going to blossom or break out, he does something stupid to make ourselves question everything. Give me Chargers. Perhaps. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I'm going with the Chargers in this one. I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder after the way last season ended. And we got Herbie, who is going to be starting a, another massive season. I feel it in my bones. But, yep. Chargers for both of us. Now we're moving on to the Sunday night game, a rematch of last year's season opener between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. This one is in Big D. Who do you got between the Dak attack and old man Brady? Oof. I, the offensive line took a hit. Big one. So did the Buccaneers. What comes down to me is I'm going to base this on weapons. I just think the Bucks still have more weapons. The Cowboys are still a good team, but are they going to be able to defeat a great team? I'm not sure I, the Buccaneers are a great team anymore. A lot of the every, guys have left. I mean, pretty much – the Bucks' offensive line that was dominant, it's gotten a facelift. With Jensen out, two guards gone, and I don't know that the defense is quite the same anymore with some of the guys that have left. So, like you talked about the Cowboys' offensive line, it also has some issues to work out. In fact, they just brought in Jason Peters, 40 years old, now a member of the Cowboys' practice squad, and could be the left tackle at some point soon. Wouldn't that be something? Absolutely. So, but the one thing is, there is, uh, well, there's actually two things. Number one, every time you've doubted Tom Brady, 
he's always done the opposite. It's like, oh, yeah, Brady can't get it done. Sure enough, game win touchdown, and there's 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. And regardless of the offensive line, and Brady's been able to run his own offense in Tampa so far. But Mm -hmm. if you've noticed throughout history, regardless of the line, he's been consistently the fastest to release the ball. Yes, he has. But we're going to be in disagreement on this one because I'm going with the Cowboys. A Houston fan saying the Cowboys win against the Bucks. How often you got to hear that one? Well, not too often because the Bucks and Cowboys don't play each other all that much. But I see your point. Anyways, let's move on to the final game of the week. The Russell Wilson Bowl as Denver goes to Seattle. This is an easy one. Broncos. Denver. Yep. If you just go by just the quarterbacks, it doesn't matter if it's Geno Smith, doesn't matter if it's Drew Locke. It'll be Geno Smith, but yeah, there's no doubt. The Seahawks are going into the bottom of this canyon of rebuild. (laughs) I'll just put it that way. Yeah. They're just not capable, unfortunately. I hate saying it, but they are not capable right now. Right. Well, that wraps up our week one picks episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, guys, Gavin Gridiron. And on behalf of AJ Torres, I'm Josh McSwain. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time, which next time will be tomorrow as we release a video with all of our season predictions for all 32 teams and our Super Bowl winners.